welcome back to another episode of Cycling Industry News, brought to you in association with Zara Fisher. This week, we've been lucky enough to talk with CEO and founder of eBike Labs, Mael Busson. So without further ado, let's jump straight in. So um, for all of our listeners who may not have heard of eBike Labs, um, what is it that the company does? You know, what's your mission? You know, what, what's the goal for, for you guys? So uh, eBike Labs is a French company with uh, 15 employees. We are located in the French Alps. Uh, and our mission is to accelerate uh, electric bike adoption at large scale. Um, this is why we created the company. Uh, and basically, uh, we are focused so on the e-bike market and, uh, and with uh, a focus on bike sharing. Uh, and we provide a solution to make uh, the bike cheaper uh, at assembly, cheaper for each kilometers, and to make them last longer. Uh, and this is to improve profitability of our customer. And, and how does it work? Uh, on the technology side, uh, we are focused on the motor controller of the e-bike and especially on the embedded software uh, where we added intelligence uh, to make the difference. Mm. So um, the vehicle control unit that obviously you guys are the ones that design this for the for the e-bikes and um, obviously on your website it kind of describes a little bit about that does so the particular features so um, I understand it's got an anti-theft technology and um, how exactly does that work? So on the anti-theft uh, side, uh, our main idea is to use the motor itself to lock the bike. So it's impossible to use the bike if it's uh, not uh, allowed. Um, because basically what's happened right now, if you look at uh, theft, is that uh, mechanical lock, they can always be broken. And then you get a bike and then you can use it or you can sell it, uh, whatever the the purpose of the theft is. And with our, our solution, we know that it's completely impossible to use the bike. So we know that we reduce at least by 25% the theft rate. And for, for the other type of theft, uh, we know that we reduce it a lot as well because a bike that cannot be used has no value. Uh, so that's, why, that's how we, we tackle uh, the theft problem, uh, using the motor itself to, to lock the bike. And we have a pattern to make it to make it works, even if the battery is empty or removed. So it's um, yeah, quite a strong uh, uh, technology to, uh, to yeah. tackle the, the theft problem. Yeah, definitely. So um, other than that, what other technologies does the, you know, the vehicle control unit feature other than the anti-theft technology? So uh, to make the bike cheaper and more robust, uh, we have two types of technology. Uh, on one side, we are able to replace some hardware components with software. So basically, the bike has less components. For instance, we remove uh, the motor sensors, we remove the torque sensor, uh, and we remove for the entire parts this uh, lock that locks the wheel. Uh, so as there is less parts, the bike is cheaper and more robust because you don't have to replace these parts when they fail. Uh, and we are also uh, able, without any sensor, to analyze uh, just by uh, analyzing uh, the motor current, uh, we're able to detect uh, many failures on the bike. And so we can simplify a lot the maintenance of the bike. 
So, so to, to make it more robust on one side and to make it easy to, to maintain on the other side. Mm -hmm. So what trends have you actually seen in the usage data? Um, how, how are people actually using these bikes? So um, at the bike labs, we are focused on using the data inside the bike and, and to use it in real time. Because what we discovered at the beginning of the company is that in motor controller, there is a lot of information which is not used yet. Uh, uh, and this is how we develop our uh, uh, software replace hardware features and uh, how we developed uh, our capability to detect uh, electrical or mechanical failure on the bike. This is using the data inside the bike. Uh, and we also have a smart way to aggregate data inside the bike and to be able to use uh, an IoT device to transmit this data to a cloud uh, to develop some uh, smart data application uh, without the cost of uh, sending a lot of data and, um, and having a lot of data exchange. So, or, so before to start this company, I was working in a lab and people were working on an autonomous car. So with autonomous car, because it's a very expensive vehicle and, and so on, they can send huge data uh, to the cloud and analyze a lot of data inside the cloud. But what we think about bike, that as it's a very cheap and simple uh, vehicle, uh, we need to do uh, a lot of the computation at the edge, uh, still uh, be able to communicate with the cloud for, for some important feature. Um, as obviously the CEO of the company, what do you think in the cycling industry in general needs to be done to you know, get more people using share schemes or to get more people using e-bikes? Um, so at the bike labs, we decided to focus on bike sharing uh, on one side because we think that we can bring a lot of value to, to our customer, but also because we believe that uh, uh, having uh, the possibility to use an e-bike uh, everywhere, every time, uh, is the best way to accelerate the bike adoption. Uh, because it's so simple to use the bike, then if you can just take your smartphone and rent a bike for one trip, uh, that's, uh, that we know that it's... Uh, it makes the adoption much faster or much more massive. Uh, so I think it's uh, it's interesting to focus on this bike sharing segment and not only focus on the booming retail segment where you, of course, uh, uh, a lot of money to make and uh, it, there is a big trend right on, on the retail segment. Uh, but I think we don't need to, to forget about uh, also the, the sharing segment. And in terms of the, the actual, you know, technology that you do and what you do at the company, who have you currently partnered with at the moment then? Uh, yes, so we are partnering with, uh, as I said, um, players working in the bike sharing or bike fleet uh, segment. Uh, so far, we are working uh, with uh, four customers which are focused on bike fleet for companies uh, like uh, Bitwee Bike uh, or for um, you know, bike fleet for, uh, uh, for delivery like uh, Pendix in Germany. Um, and have um, an interesting project with uh, health facilities uh, where they use a bike fleet uh, to uh, improve their services for their patients to improve the health yeah, of the people coming to their facilities. And what plans do you have for, for the future of e-bike labs? 
So what we plan for the future uh, uh, in the next two years, I think that we are continue to to do a partnership and to deploy some, uh, I would say, some showcase uh, uh, fleet like we did in, in the in the past uh, to continue to uh, to showcase our technology and how it improves uh, the bike sharing uh, business. Uh, and at the same time, uh, we are building some partnership with uh, drive system manufacturers uh, and where we only provide the embedded software. Uh, so the software side of our solution, uh, such that they can uh, address this uh, bike sharing uh, uh, big market. Uh, and so for, we plan to have large scale projects uh, within three years um, with this type of partner. I understand that you're also doing a crowdfunding campaign at eBike Labs that has already raised more than 3 million euros. Um, can you tell our listeners a little bit about this campaign? Yes, so um, the way we decided to fund the, the city is to use some uh, crowdfunding campaign. We did that three years ago uh, to build our technology and to, to be uh, where we are right now. Uh, and we continue to use this approach where everybody can become a shareholder of eBike Labs, uh, such that everybody can invest to make this uh, uh, shift uh, to sustainable mobility happen faster and also to uh, to benefit from the growth of the market and, and of eBay clubs. Um, so right now we are using a French platform but uh, everybody can invest on it which is called uh, WISED, uh, W-I-S-E-E-D uh, and, uh, and uh, we, yeah, we love this approach Approach because I think that uh, like this we can uh, have shareholder with uh, whom we share completely this vision to make uh, a switch uh, from a car to bike into cities uh, and it's also a strong way to build a network of uh, people helping us to, uh, to, to to develop the company so it's uh, quite a way to to secure our growth and to secure our development um, I think maybe an interesting topic is what happened at the European scale yeah. Uh, because we see that uh, there are some big players coming from America and coming from Asia, so, um, a lot of money and uh, a lot of power. And, and I think uh, in Europe, uh, uh, we definitely need to uh, partners between innovative companies like us and others uh, to be able to address large markets. I will be uh, maybe to, to, to give a concrete example. If we part, if we have uh, on what in a complete solution, if we have uh, the motor controller of e-bike clubs, uh, the motor of a German provider, and I don't know uh, the battery of a Sweden provider, then our home market is France, Germany, and Sweden. It starts to be a, a big market uh, because the advantage that American and Chinese have is that they have a home market which is much larger than one European uh, country. Uh, but if we are smart and if we partner together uh, we can have a quite a big uh, home market as well so i think that's uh, uh, yeah one thing that i would like to add is that i would be very happy to to find some kind of partnership with uh, european partners in some other country to, to develop our activity uh, in france uh, for them and uh, uh, in the country of our yeah. future partner so just moving away from partnerships quickly um, a lot of issues in the UK surrounding the use of share schemes and, you know, getting people to use bikes in general um, is the infrastructure. So what would you say the infrastructure 
is like in France that enables more people to start using bikes and e-bikes. Yeah, I think that uh, so we are uh, in we say interesting time uh, with this current crisis. So on one side, of course, it brings a lot of uh, problems uh, and so on. But on the other side, for the uh, for the bike industry, we see that there is a booming interest uh, into uh, using a bike as a way to commute, especially in France. Uh, and so right now, there are a lot of plans to improve the bike infrastructure. Um, and we know that it's a big leverage to develop uh, bike usage. Uh, but on the other side, we know that this is quite a long way to go uh, because to change the way uh, the infrastructure is done in the city, it takes years. Uh, and I think that's why it's also very important to, um, to focus on services and bike sharing. Uh, uh, because basically is the main idea of basically the, the main idea of uh, bike infrastructure is to make bikes safer and I think there is two ways to make it safer uh, what is dangerous for a bike it's a car uh, so if less people are using a car it's much safer for a biker uh, so if we're able to find other way to make this switch uh, massive uh, it's another way to reach this goal both way combined very well I mean it's not a competition uh, but I think we, or as uh, speed limit in, in cities is going down, uh, I think we can also share the speed between bike and car, and uh, especially if the if the number of bikes is quite high, this, I think this will go quite well as well. Mm, definitely. No, I I think it's good for everyone to support each other during these you know during this time as well. Um, I'm sure you've been asked this a lot over the last six months, but how has COVID-19 affected e-bike labs? Um, I mean, I think that for me, of course, it's a, it's a bad crisis because it's, it brings a lot of stress on a lot of people and, and a lot of companies and, and so on. Uh, at e-bike labs, uh, we can see a good side and uh, bad side. So uh, in, in a short term, it's still, uh, it, it brings out a lot of trouble. And we had some uh, uh, customer who had to stop their activity and so on. So it's, uh, uh, it brings a lot of additional work, I would say. <laughs> uh, but we can definitely see that it's, it's accelerating this uh, uh, electric bicycle adoption. Uh, it's something that uh, I was uh, claiming five years ago when I was uh, when we started the company and there was not that many people who were uh, at ease with this claim and now i can see that it's uh, uh, it's it's becoming more popular so i think it's it's very good for us um uh, and it brings uh, and this crisis is also quite space um, so it's quite unique because we are speaking here about uh, health and it's also something which is, I think is quite important at e-bike labs, how uh, a bicycle is related to health. So that's why we are working with health facilities. And we know that uh, biking is one way, uh, I would say, to be quite safe uh, uh, because you, you have less chance to be uh, uh, contaminated uh, but in other way and what is very important is because you have a better health uh, you are stronger uh, and when you are stronger it means uh, it's um, public health uh, you have less problem if you get affected so uh, yeah I think it, it, it makes this uh, health dimension of bike uh, uh, 
yeah, more uh, mm. appealing uh, right now, and it's something on which we have been working since five years. So this is also uh, an interesting opportunity for us to to bring this topic of health and bite and how it it, it relates. Mm. Also, we normally ask people how they become involved in the industry. Um, I understand that your first business was actually making e-bikes. Um, tell us a little bit more about that. Uh, yes, so um, to explain how we decided to start the company. Yeah. Uh, before, so I was doing a PhD in computer science and mathematics. So I was working in the lab and I was biking um, a lot every day, something like 25 kilometers. And I was quite exhausted. So I decided that I need an electric bicycle uh, and I had a budget of about 1000 euros and I couldn't find on the, in the market uh, a robust uh, electric bicycle for this price. So it was either a low cost bike, which are okay with uh, low usage, or a high end bike, which are okay if you are rich, uh, which was not my case. Uh, so um, I decided to build my own electric bicycle uh, for about 1,000 euros. And I was very happy with my bike. And when I start to um, to show it to uh, friends and family, uh, they started to ask me to build one for them. So that's why, uh, in addition to my PhD, I decided to build a small company, and I built about 30 electric bicycles. Uh, and this was a very interesting experience because on one side, I see that uh, I mean people were uh, switching from car to bike. Thanks. To uh, electric bicycle is uh, I could see that it was a very powerful way to to change uh, how people move into cities very exciting and at the same time uh, so I built 30 electric bicycle 50% uh, of them get stolen uh, and because of that uh, some of my customers stopped to use them uh, and I, I had only a customer like me with very intensive usage uh, and the other side I had a lot a lot of work on the after-sale services uh, because there was many failure on the bike because of the intensive usage uh, and I could see that yeah, it just basically doesn't work with the current technology uh, and because I could also see a huge gap between the car industry and the bike industry on the technology side uh, yeah I start to realize that uh, uh, improving the technology is a leverage uh, to make this uh, mid-segment with intensive usage uh, happen and uh, yeah, that's how everything uh, step by step. Uh. So your first business acted as kind of an inspiration then? Yes, I think the first thing is it was the motivation that I could see that uh, we can basically change the world with electric bicycle because people were changing the way they move thanks to electric bicycle. And before that, I was doing bike promotion. It was not very efficient. People didn't want to switch to bike bicycle. Many, many people are okay to switch from car to electric bicycle. So this bring me a lot, a lot of motivation. And then, yeah, because I experienced the, the reality and the problems <laughs> when, when you are using it in an intensive way, uh, I could see that uh, there were basically some problems to solve. So for me, it was uh, a lot of motivation to work on this problem with uh, my background, which is computer science and mathematics. And uh, I, yeah, um, uh, I think the motivation was 
on one side, we can change people how, how people move, move into city to make more sustainable cities. Uh, and the other side, uh, there is a market opportunities, there is a technology opportunity, uh, there is a clear uh, innovation roadmap that I had in mind uh, yeah, to, to improve the solution. And uh, I think it's, a, it's, it's clearly a passion. Uh, when we started the company, we didn't think too much about uh, are we doing a startup, how big we want to be, or we didn't have any plan. We just knew that we wanted to, to build this product and to solve this problem. Uh, and this was our. Uh, this is our main, and this is still our main motivation. And and then of course there is uh, everything that needs to be done to to make it happen. And uh, so that's why we are still, uh, uh, I would say, uh, five years after the beginning of the company, we are still very motivated about uh, what we are doing and very proud of what we achieved so far. Uh, and about uh, yeah, we are very happy with uh, the work of the complete team, which is uh, improving every day and our solution and technology, which is also uh, improving uh, year year after years. Mm. Right, so I think I'm going to have to end it there, but thank you very much for joining me. It's been great to talk about e-bike labs and your mission. And thank you everyone for listening.